Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed a free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Golden State getting that ball moving. Intended for Barry. Barry, look at that pass. Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Barry wants to make a move. There's Barry. He's got his shot. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Yes, we're here at Mic'd Up, and uh, this is Rick Barry with... Yeah, he's been around for a long time. My cohort in crime, Cyrus Satchez, started out as my producer back at KNBR, and we've had the good fortune of uh, staying in touch and now having yes, the opportunity to do our shows that we've been doing here and uh, now joining Mic'd Up, which we think is a great app to have. So uh, tell your friends about it so they can not only enjoy this, but so many of the other shows that are broadcast over the Mic'd Up uh, network. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that as well. And, uh, and then, of course, Cyrus is... Always on hooked on those warriors, baby. He's hooked on those warriors. <laughs> yeah. yep. So I join him every once in a while on that show as well. But uh, right now we have so many things that you know we could talk about that have happened here recently. But what I like to do, I always like to get we have we have some calls and stuff initially get some because the questions wind up being something we talked about when I get rambling right. up at the beginning of the show. Right. So let's see what the questions are, and that may open up. Pandora's box. Who knows? Well, before we get started on that, how are you? How are you feeling, sir? Your your throat, your voice sounds a little scratchy. Are you no, 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 I'm no, I'm fine. I'm, okay, uh, I'm just good. relaxing back in my chair here at the desk at the office. So good to hear. Okay, doing, doing good. Everything is great. I uh, hope everybody, you know, for all of you of the Jewish faith, I uh, hope you had a great, happy Hanukkah. Uh, hopefully, things get resolved over there because that's kind of a tragic situation what's taking place. But I'm not going to get into politics. Uh, <laughs> It's your and, show. You can if you want. Yeah, you I know can I can, <laughs> but I, I prefer not to because I don't. I prefer not to spoil my evening uh, or my day. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I do. So, I do. Because we are recording this in the evening. Uh, I just got back from getting to visit my youngest son, Canyon, who hopefully is going to make the USA three extra Olympic team. They just qualified for the Olympics playing on the uh, FIBA national tour, and so it was, uh, it's been great for him and visited him and his. Uh, his new lady, Francis, who's a terrific young lady. So, uh, yeah, thing is good. We've got the holiday coming up, Christmas coming up pretty quickly here. So I certainly hope that everybody's getting ready to be in the festive spirit for that. It was always one of my favorite uh, my favorite times of the year, uh, not just because of getting presents. It's just it was a special time. It like is. Clifford Ray, my, my great teammate and dear friend Clifford Ray. He always said, well, at Christmas, everybody was so nice and friendly, and it's a happy festive time. So Clifford always leaves a Christmas tree up in his house all year long. Because he <laughs> said, if people come into the house, hopefully they'll get, you know, see the tree and be in a good spirit, which I thought was classic. Is it a real tree or a fake tree? Yeah, no, no, he has no, he has a he has an artificial tree, but it's okay, okay, go. there all the time. No, he'd have to be changing the other one out all the yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. So, Is it decorated year round, or does oh he yeah, like oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, incredible. Yeah, yeah he's and, he's uh, he's amazing. Hey, if you don't if you haven't did it, check it out, folks. It's a great cause, the prostate cancer. He has a book called Clifford Ray Saves the Day. It's a children's book, a story about him when he saw, uh, saved the dolphin. Down at SeaWorld there, uh, and long time ago, that it was it's it's a great story, and he, they made it into a book. Uh, it's doing well. He's been traveling around doing a lot of book signings, and and the proceeds from the book are going to help with prostate cancer uh, research down at Duke Hospital. So yeah, good good cause. And your and your former teammate Clifford Ray is is currently advising a team, right? The Timberwolves, is that correct? Uh, no, Cleveland. Cleveland, sorry. There you go. Yeah, so he's Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, yeah, but they've had, God, Cleveland's had so many injuries. In fact, that stuff, we'll get into talking about some of the stuff in the NBA. Let's get to some of the questions and get you that. You got it. Well, speaking of Cleveland, here is Jim at Cleveland. Hey, Rick, wondering if there's a point where the Warriors need to make a big move to change up their starting lineup via the trade, or are you comfortable with the core group of players that they can start to play better? Well, uh, he sounds depressed about what's going on. He does. His voice there. But th <laughs> thanks for calling. And um, no, I actually we talked a little bit about this. I mean, my my suggestion was, and I said, you know, sometimes these veteran guys things aren't going well. Maybe you need to, 
take on the, I called it, you know, the David Lee, Andre Iguodala syndrome is basically be a, be a top notch player and wind up going on the bench and coming in off the bench to help the team win. And uh, Steve Kerr, I know he doesn't, you know, let's listen to the show to listen to what I have to say, but uh, they made the decision not to do, I was talking a lot about clay, but they did the decision. They did it with Wiggins. And what I was proud to see is how well he responded. Now he did have a bad game, mm-hmm. uh, but they, here's the thing. They got through it with that. They still won the game. And, you know, so hopefully Wiggs can get into that because it's not about you anymore, guys. You know, this is about the Warriors. Yep. How the hell do we play better basketball to win? And if it requires me sitting on the bench as a more of a veteran player, we got a lot of young guys. Those guys are getting great experience. You already have the experience. You see what's going on. When you go in the game, you do the things that you see need to be done. Maybe they aren't being done. So it's it's a it's a really important role on a team. I don't know. I don't think people put as much emphasis on it as they really should. I mean, the reason I speak so affirmatively about it is because that's what happened in 75 when we had the amazing championship run that we had our bench guys were cheering and doing stuff they put them in the game i mean you know it didn't matter who was in there and if somebody wasn't going good he comes out the next guy comes in now we didn't have a situation where we had well actually we had a really good player doing it jeff mullins he was an all-star player jeff mullins was willing to be a bench player i mean you know when you have stuff and then we got bill bridges Right. Another guy was a hell of a player during his day. And he was willing to come off the bench. So was, yeah, we had two guys just like the Warriors that I mentioned. Right. With yep. Lane Iguodala. We had the same thing. We won the championship. So, and, you know, you bring, the, do that. you bring up the Lee Iguodala uh, a reference. Do you see a similarity there between those two and then um, maybe Wiggins and Kaminga? Because I, I have to give Kirk credit for sticking with Kaminga this last game. I thought it was a difference maker. Previous game, he kept Wiggins in the game. And they barely beat a, one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Portland Trailblazers. They're, right. they're playing uh, Boston this last Tuesday. Sorry about my pup. And, he's, and Wiggins is struggling, like you said. So this time, uh, uh, Kaminga closes the game. And you saw that that big steal he had in, in overtime right. to get the scoring. I love Kaminga personally. I mean, I think you know that. But what are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on that comparison between what happened nearly, nearly 10 years ago? It's, it's crazy how fast time flies. And more recently with Wiggins and Kaminga. Yeah, no, I think I think it could be a similar type of situation. He's getting Kaminga's going to get more confidence. He's getting to play, and he's playing better. Let's face it; he's he's a much better player right now than he was this time last year, for sure. Right? Yeah. So yeah, so that's a good thing. And so just accept the fact. Hey, if I can go in and help the team win, I mean, he put up great numbers in a couple of those games. And, you know, then he struggled again because he's been having difficulty with his shot. And of course, the real pleasing thing is, you know, what's happening with with Clay. I'm sure we're going to get something about that too. So we answered the question about that. I'm happy with what they're doing. They're giving more time to the younger players. I mean, I think that's a critical element for a team's success. We had it again in '75. They said, "Hey, I talk about it because I experienced it," and it's happened with the Warriors over the years. The bench had to come through for them. We were worried about it that one year that they won, the bench finally came through. Now this young, these young players are coming through. You got two rookies who did a great job in the last game play. Well, the one he got hurt, unfortunately. You know, my pod man, he got hurt, the podcaster. So, uh, yeah, that's what they should call him, the podcaster. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, we, I, I'm just happy with what's going on, I, and I see a lot of good things. You know, Sarge, another veteran guy now. He's yes. not played, but when he came in, he put up nice numbers. It's not guys about how many minutes you play. It's, it's about that W. It's about the right. W. I 100% agree. Isn't it weird to you, by the way, that we're two years away from less than that? I'm sorry, a year and a half away from the 50th anniversary of your title? Is that is that yeah, that's crazy? That's, that's kind of creepy. I mean, it's a, that is. My father, I said the most profound thing my father ever said to me, son, the older you get, the faster the years go by. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, my youngest son, Canyon, is going to be 30 years old. Holy that's Christ. crazy. That's... My, my oldest one, my oldest one is, is in his 50s. And, and uh, yeah, and it's going to be 50 years. 50 years since we won the champ, the first championship for the Warriors. I mean, my heavens, that's just astonishing. And hey, but the great thing about it is hopefully the documentary that's being done about that team is going to be ready next year. And we'll finally, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I would imagine it probably might not be until, you know, the last part of next season and maybe do that and have the, hopefully Joe and Peter will, I think have the premiere at the uh, at the Chase Center. If you know that would be incredible to yes, do something. Would. 
that in honor of the 24-25 season, which 25, obviously, in 25 would be 50 years since we won in 75. So there's just, everything's kind of like falling into place. Everything happens for a reason in life. And it's almost like divine intervention is taking place here. You know, it's kind of cool. Number 24 this year coming up with stuff, 24, then 25. But 24 was my number. Yep. It's just a lot of things going on. My son may become an Olympian in 24. I mean, yeah, so cool Let's stuff. Go. Let's hope. Uh, and it's crazy what you bring up about. Well, first of all, I thought of the 50-year thing because I remember when this whole dynasty started, they, they won their first title on the 40th anniversary of your championship. And, yeah, and I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, that was like eight, nine years ago. It's right. incredible. That's insane. You're absolutely yeah. Time it's just incredible how time how fast time flies. Uh, here is a Webby with a question for you or us, sir. Here you go. Whoops, sorry. Not hearing anything. With him out, some of the younger players are getting a chance to have more of an impact on the game. The Warriors can see what life would be like without Draymond. Is this the beginning of the end for him? What do you think? Did you miss the beginning of that? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah well, Draymond, yeah, being out the other guy, more than getting chances to play. But that's part of what life is. I mean, it's as if, you know, the guy's hurt. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to get the job. That doesn't matter because it happens to be the suspension. So, uh, and since he brought Draymond up, thinking about what's happening, if, if somebody comes up with it, I'll probably have to answer it because it's foolish because there's a good segue into Draymond. So I'll get out what I want about Draymond. I mean, you saw all the stuff you showed what Shaq came out with uh, in defense of him saying it's ridiculous. You know, it's crazy that he's, uh, you know, getting, he doesn't need a, a uh, some therapy or things of that nature. Um, I, I think it might be in this case, I don't think it's an issue for the Warriors. He'll come back. He'll play. He's a warrior in heart, too. You know, not just as a name as a Warriors. Very appropriate match up there because he really is truly a warrior he's a battler when he goes out there and here's the thing see i can relate to dream on in respect that i was very outgoing and doing things i didn't do as many crazy things as he's done but i cared about it i i, I had passion when i played and, and and that's the thing with him and obviously he stepped over the line a number of times doing the things that he did i'm not here standing you know what he did was wrong that was right no it wasn't right but the problem for me that i have with this is that because of what happened with the last incident, they said because of prior, you know, prior situations and things that have happened, he's going to get a suspension and going to get therapy. Now, I ask you this. How do they know if the therapy is actually going to help him and he's going to be okay and do it? Why? Like, he's going to have some miracle thing just by the way he talks to the therapist that he's going to know that Draymond will never do that on the court the next time. And even like Shaq say, some guys are personalities. Guys play. They're physical. That's the way they play. What bothered me most about the whole situation and the decision that came down is that it was not a blatant, flagrant type of thing that was premeditated. Mm -hmm. It was a reaction to him getting shoved and pushed by somebody. He never even saw what was behind him. He never was in. It's not an intentional hit. I agree. agree. By any stretch of the imagination. And so because of that, I can understand if he saw it, it was a blatant thing. Face it up. No. It, it was, it, it was, he never even saw him back there. Yeah. He, he kind of flailed his arm when a guy pushed him and did it. And his arm wound up hitting him, unfortunately. I mean, had it not hit him where it hit him, it would have been no big deal. Agreed. And then because of that, you take that incident and, and put down such a severe penalty. Huh? But again, yes, I say everything in life happens for a reason. Because of this, just like our caller had mentioned, look at what's the opportunity now that's being given to some of these other guys. And here's the beauty of it. They're responding to it. They're getting a chance to play. They're putting putting up some nice numbers. They're going to get confidence in themselves and their ability. So when Draymond does come back, the team is going to be better. This will be a better basketball team, not because, you know, because these guys have gotten the chance. And, you know, Draymond's working out hard. I'm sure he's going to be keeping himself in shape. But, and, you know, I, I guess I don't know what the deal is with this. But can he practice with the team? I don't know the rules on it. Practice he's allowed to. It's the game. Okay, that he's well, there you go. So he'll scrimmage whenever they can do it. So it's going to get some action and he'll be a part of it. He'll work out. He's not going to be, you know, super out of shape. Uh, but, you know, there's always a difference in playing a regular real game against doing, you know, scrimmaging in practice, obviously. But. You know, I, it's it's interesting. It's really interesting how this is all kind of fitting together and playing out. 
and the pieces of this crazy jigsaw puzzle that have been spread out all over the table are starting to come together. And that's an encouraging thing. Have you ever done a you know a jigsaw puzzle? You you know that that all of a sudden, ooh, boom, these, these pieces. Oh, this piece goes here. This piece goes here. And you know you're observing whatever. That's what's kind of happened. What Kerr's doing? I'm saying, well, this piece is out of place. Let me move this over here. And he's doing a good job of it. And the guys are responding. I mean, that was a you know even though you know Przingis didn't play and there's you know other stuff going on, but that's part of basketball. The bottom line is they played one of the best teams in the league. You know, played one of the best teams in the league, and they were able to come back at home down 17 points at one time in the second half. It was such a crazy thing. I mean, if there's not a chance in the world they would have won this game in Boston. <laughs> you might be right. No, I know, I know I'm right. Oh, fair enough. Think, you're you're right. Yeah. Don't I, don't, no, I'm just saying, I know I'm right. I, I wouldn't even bet, but I would bet. I would have bet money on that. As far as <laughs> saying, okay, the Warriors are going to be down 17 in Boston in the second half, but they're going to come back and win. Hell no. No way. That's not. That's just not going to happen. Mainly because they had the deep hole syndrome going on, which I always talk about in broadcasting. I brought up. What that is is you fall behind, then you fight to get back, and then you fall behind again, and you use up the energy to fight to get back again. And unless, and sometimes you come back and you get the lead. But if you get the lead too early, a lot of times that home team has a chance to recover. Mm-hmm. And usually, if you're going to fight out of the deep hole and win the game. You want to do it right at the end of the game so they don't have a chance to recover against you. And this is what was happening here. This has happened to Boston. I mean, to, to the Warriors in this game, but they were home. They fell behind. They fought back. They fell behind. They fought back. They fell behind, right? Yeah. And then they, But they were able to fight back and get it tied, and then they go ahead and win convincingly in overtime. I mean, this is such a great example of the deep hole syndrome and how it works at home as opposed to on the road. Well said. You ready, yeah. ready for uh, Lee Strambolis? Go. Hey, Rick. My question is about the Warriors' development of the younger players. Do you feel that they should be playing in the first half of the season to see how they develop against NBA talent? And if not, maybe send them back to the G League so they could work some of the kinks out of how they could develop better to become a better NBA player. Yeah, it's I mean, a good question. We talked a little bit about that, but it's actually been happening. Some of the guys have been gone down and they've gone to play for for, uh, for the G League team and had an opportunity to get an opportunity to get some run in, work on some things and, you know, making the most of that. And they are getting a chance to play more. Yes, what I'd like to see, I've been talking about from day number one about these guys getting a chance to play. And I talked about it last year about it. I said, listen, if you don't play guys that you draft and you have over there and play, you still have a rookie come playoff time. Yep. And that's the last thing you want, necessarily, because you don't always have to count on. Although, I will have to say, a couple of rookies on the team right now are showing some great promise for the Warriors, which is terrific. And the guys that we talked about that have taken a few years to get some, uh, I don't know, maybe just some confidence in themselves and, and their ability feeling that they believe in themselves, that they can play at this level and at a high level is, would be, you know, would, would be the, the two draft picks that we talked about. Of course, the one we drafted, we sent them away. We sent a couple of them away, which I think were good moves as it turned out. And in this case, uh, you know, Moody and, and Kaminga have been, you know, showing some real signs of, of players that will be an important part of the team's success. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Agreed. Agreed. I, I absolutely. I, I, in my opinion, these young kids should be up front and center. They should be getting some real minutes now. Um, and I'm glad that they are getting that. Con so rad from Danville. Hey, Rick. Merry Christmas. This is Con so rad from Danville, California. Um, really enjoyed the last game. Everybody's talking about that last shot that Stefan made, which was truly a beautiful raindrop. But he. That shot wouldn't have mattered if it wasn't for the contribution made by the young guys. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about the lineup going forward um, and the role that the young guys are going to have to play for the Warriors. Yeah, no, I think the, the roles that these guys are going to have to continue to play consistently. Mm-hmm. That's the problem we have with two of our veterans. They weren't playing consistently. In fact, they were actually playing subpar based upon the performance that they've had shown in previous seasons. And we're talking about Wiggs and, and Thompson, right? So, yeah, uh, it, it's it's playing itself out really well. I, I really like what I'm seeing. I mean, and even like the last game, I mean, you know, Steph is the guy that you count on. But, hey, 
What about the win up in freaking Portland when Steph was zero for eight from threes? Incredible. You know, yeah. that's the kind of thing I try to point out all the time. I said, I said, son, if Steph Curry can go zero for eight from threes, it's okay if you have a bad game shooting. I mean, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody, right? <laughs> and so what happens? Wick steps up big time in that game, and Clay steps up and does it. The guy, and the team stepped up. I mean, this is what a team is all about, guys. And ladies who might be listening, console is a, is a regular, as you well know. And I, yeah, I mean, this is exactly what team basketball is about. Have a guy that you can count on, have somebody else that you can count on most of the time, but yet still somebody else can do it. And that would be who? That would be when I was playing, Jamal Wilkes was able to come through and do some of the things for us, right? And Phil Smith is a rookie, you know, and now you have the situation where you've got Clay and you've got Wiggs who can step up and do it. But now Kaminga's showing he can get you 20 points. And so the pod man can show you he can get 20 points. At a time. I mean, so this is the beauty of what a team is all about. Yep. So really enjoy this. I mean, if I was a Warriors fan, I would feel really good right now about what the t- how they responded to fall way behind 500. They fought, them, they fought back, for, and they had a big win. Now, the big thing is, let's see what the hell they do in this next game coming up and not feeling good about themselves because this is, you know, they because they almost blew the game to Portland. I mean, now they're playing the Wizards, you know, and they've got well, <laughs> Jordan's coming back to play in this one, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But they should go out there and crush this team. In theory, the right. And by, the way, and by the way, Brandon Pajemski, uh, who left that last game with the lower back injury, is listed currently as a uh, questionable for Friday's game. So let's hope he comes back soon as well. Yeah, well, if you got a back issue, man, that's that's bad. Just ask Bill Walton about that. <laughs> he'll tell you about it. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he'll get himself back. But then there's still more time for other guys. So Moody's going to get a chance to do more. Let's hope he does it. And hey, you won the last two games. And look, two of your key players... You know, I mean, also Chris Paul, you know, he's getting assists. He's not shooting and doing well, so he's not really playing up to his level. He's still finding a way to win games and against a really good team this time. You know, I uh, I, I would love your thoughts on this, Rick. I did some math recently, and Steve Kerr loves his point guards. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach uh, have this level of adoration, infatuation with point guards. 40% of the total minutes, right? And you know this as well as anyone, that there's t- 240 minutes total to allocate to your players in a game, 40% of those minutes are given to Steph, Chris Paul, and Pajemski. So one possession, I'm sorry, one position is taking up almost half of all the minutes. And then you look at all the other players, right? Then then wings seem to be the, the next priority. You see Clay uh, up there with minutes and then Wiggins, although his minutes are starting to decline. And then, and then the bigs are at the very bottom. Uh, what is your opinion on that approach and that minute distribution? Because I've never seen anything like it until – these last two years with Kerr and his point guards. Yeah, well, I mean, you you use the personnel that you have in the most efficient way possible. And this is why he's been experimenting. This is why I told you, I'm not going to sit here and criticize Steve Kerr. He knows what they're doing in practice. He's know how they're appealing. He knows what their attitude is on a daily basis. I don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I just watch the game. I can evaluate the game and talk about what I just saw. And so, and, and obviously he's finding a nice mix now and trying to see what's really going to work. And that's why I'm praying and hopefully that Wiggs will accept this role. If they're mm-hmm. winning and going on and doing it, accept the role. Play the way you played in the games before this last one when you struggled with your shot. You know, put up 20 points coming off the bench, right? 15, 20, 20, whatever. You know, just accept it. Yeah. That just makes you so much better as a team. The only thing, what I love is that they also don't quit. They could have quit in that game against Boston. Correct. They're fighting. Easy. They're fighting still. No, you're absolutely Easy. right. Easy. They fought and they, they clawed. They got their way back in the game. It's like Tiger Woods says when he's having a tough round. I was grinding today. <laughs> okay. And the Warriors have been grinding. And I'm really happy to see that. And I'm proud of those guys for what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so that that's good stuff. I mean, really good stuff. And We'll see, we'll, we'll see how it continues to work forward. They don't go panicking, talking about all these trades that I see these morons out there trying to put up there. I mean, first of all, half of them don't even work with the salary cap <laughs> issues. And I don't even want to get into thinking about the salary cap. Are you just telling me about what? What? Why are you going to trade? What are they? What, what, what? Hey, if something came up that was unbelievable, I would say, hey, boy, that's maybe I would consider that. But to say we have to do it now? No, it's not panic mode to change and do stuff. Look at how they fought themselves back. They're still back in the mix of things now. They win this next game coming up. I didn't even look at the standings today because I was driving across the state to come home. And, uh, and so if they win this game, you know, they're still right there. I mean, it's, it's not like they're trailing. 
to get in the playoffs and, and have a road uh, trying to climb, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro or something in the middle of the winter. I mean, it's not the case. They're a game behind the Rockets and the Suns for the play-in, and then a game and a half behind the Lakers. Uh, and, and so that's just for the play-in. They're the yeah, 11 so all, yeah, but all of that stuff's going bad, and they're a game so out of game, game and a half out of the playoffs. I mean, come on. And, and you got so many games left to play. God only knows what can happen. And if they keep performing and playing the way they're playing here, get Draymond back and find out things are working and everything, let's eva- you'll evaluate it as it's going along. We hit a rough spot. Every team usually has a rough spot. Very rarely that a team goes through a whole season without a couple of weeks where they suck or having trouble winning, even the greatest ones. I mean, I think that one Chicago team was about the only one that didn't have a period where they struggled some. And, of course, the Warriors, when they broke the record, they, you know, it was a very short thing. So, you know, the Warriors hopefully have gotten their bad time out of the way here early. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Let's, I, 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 do any trades come to mind in terms of what you've heard? No, I never. I, no, I, no, anything that I've seen over there makes no freaking sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is why I made the comment. I said, there isn't one proposed thing that somebody said that I think would be really great. Man, you should really keep that trade. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, here is Wick. I think. Unfortunately, Mike Dunleavy Jr., who's a Duke graduate, is smart enough to realize that himself. <laughs> and kudos to Mike Dunleavy Jr., by the way, for the Brandon Pajemski pick, because you're not always going to hit a home run with with a, with a mid-late first-round pick like that. And so far, so damn good, in my opinion. Uh, here's Mike. Hey, Rick. This is Tim from Danville. Two-part question. One, do you think the Warriors will finish out the season with Draymond on their roster, number one. Number two, do you think there's a team out there that would take him in any, in a trade, maybe a late uh, a contender that would want him for the playoff run? Yeah, well, to answer that question, we talked about it. Yeah, he'll be there. I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to go out and do anything super crazy um, that would get him suspended for the whole season or anything of that nature. Um, and I, you know, I, I, sure. Would somebody take him? Hell yes. There'd be some teams that would take him. <laughs> you know, a team. Yeah. Somebody would take him. Hell I think, yes. It's, it, that, it's, I hear know. some people say that, like, like, I don't know if anyone's interested in Draymond. And my response to that is, are you out of your mind? This is. <laughs> well, now they may not want to pay him the kind of money that he's Maybe. paid. But it, I mean, know. all I, I see Dylan Brooks getting that, that four year, $80 million deal. And if Dylan Brooks is still has value in the NBA, someone's going to take Draymond Green, especially a title contending. I, I think that's ludicrous. I I don't think he would have any problems finding another no, team. No, not, not at all. And that's, that's I don't think that's going to be the case at all because uh, that trade, if any trade that have to come about, they're going to who, – who are they going to get, first of all, for him? If they were to decide that, you know, we're playing really well now without him, we don't really need him, it depends on who it would be. I'm not right. saying – you know, I mean, anything can happen. And, and it happens to be the right person. I couldn't tell you who the right person is. Let everybody try to go figure all that crap out with the salary cap and everything. And if they bring the name up, then we'll look at the player and forget the salary cap, forget the money that's irrelevant in this case. I mean, other than the fact that they can't make the trade if they can't do that. But if that's the player, let's evaluate that player. See, is there right. someone good to bring in to replace what they got from Draymond Green and make them better? Because if it's not going to make them better, why the hell would you do the trade? 100% agree with you. Um yeah, but, and and I, I love the point you made earlier about the fact that, what I mean, there's no guarantees therapy, counseling, whatever he ends up, is, is going to do a thing. There were, People have forgotten, uh, Draymond was part of this show that was on Prime Video, where each episode takes someone high profile, and one episode was Draymond Green. And Draymond, in this episode, sat down and did counseling and therapy with like world-renowned experts on trying to stay calm, trying to avoid the exact situations he found himself in this year. And what good did that do? I don't, it's, I'm curious to see. And I'm with you, by the way. I, on one hand, look, there's been a lot of instances with Draymond Green in regards to, you know, the contact, the drama, you know, he finds himself in, in these games. But on the other side of it, I don't think there was intent there either. I, I, I really think he just... Zero, he, zero intent. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean... It was a weird stunt. I mean, you heard him admitting in the post game how he was trying to sell a foul, uh, which to me brings up a whole other discussion. It's like it's like because uh, we see this throughout the league, all these players trying to sell fouls, and there's just all this drama with officials. But I'm totally with you that he wasn't trying to hit the guy in the head, and 
the ballerina thing was weird. The way he, he twisted like <laughs> with his arms up, but I don't think there was intent there. I don't know. He was there. He got held and pushed. He broke himself away. He lost his balance. And he was going there and his body twisted and he flung his left arm back. But he didn't even know where the guy was. He didn't know what no. was going to face or head. I mean, come on. Just look at what the intent was. There was no intent. Okay. So without intent, it was an accident that happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was, it was, it was, it was not good. You know, and certainly deserving of a flagrant foul, even though it was and it wasn't intentional. But you know, and and then to, because of your previous experience, this had no, nothing to do with some of the other crazy stuff he's done. This to was, me, Rick, could have happened. This could have happened to anybody. Agreed. And Rick, I don't know if you agree. If you're on the same page with me, to me, I see this as a, a metaphor of the Draymond situation. It would be a, a bad driver, someone who is not intentionally getting a lot of tickets for running stop signs, speeding. But at a certain point, even if none of these things are intentional, they're going to take your license away. And I feel like with Draymond, he just has gotten into too many of these kinds of accidents and the league has just had their fill. I don't know if yeah, you agree with me. No, that. The, yeah, no, but I, that's, I still don't think it's justification for the severity of the, of the, of the penalty. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, I hear I you mean, on that. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, if he had done something that, you know, was that the intent was there, hell yes. That's the right thing to do. I no, still don't get how it's an undetermined. Well, how the hell are you going to determine it, whether he's getting count? I mean, come on. That's the part that I'm saying. That's so ambiguous. It's ridiculous. Rick, if this was happening 20, 30 years ago, would there be this? Nothing would have happened with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. I Yeah, it's people would not even flinch. Are you kidding me? Some of the freaking fights we used to have? Come on. No, yeah. No. I, I do feel like the way they're re the way that uh, the league and this the world is reacting to Dream on Green is indicative more so of how much the world's changed when when it comes to uh, you know aggressive behavior you know uh, you know bringing a, a tough side to professional sports like yeah I'm I'm totally with you I agree 100 yeah. percent um, do you want to Jason yeah, let's get a here we go oops sorry um... hey Rick Jason Pollard from Zan Bruno here. Do you think that Clay Thompson finishes the season as a warrior or do they move on from him at the trade deadline? Oh, I can't imagine they're going to let Clay go. I mean, he's, he's a battler. Uh, I think it would be kind of sad if he were not to finish his career as a warrior. That's very rare for that to happen in today's uh, basketball era. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be the case. And, he was struggling at the beginning, but you know, his struggling numbers are better than a lot of guys. Good numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I, yeah, seriously, I mean, and look what he's just done. All of a sudden he's come back and he's shown what he's certainly capable of doing. Um, and I told you before, if you just look, I, I, you know, I hate to have to do it. I didn't want to spend waste of time, not waste the time, but do it. But if somebody were to go back and look and look at Clay scoring game-wise during how many he got, what he got. I guarantee it's more like a roller coaster than it is a drag strip. Well, Rick, I wanted to give you your due because you're one of the only people who have stuck with Clay through this whole slump. You, you, you've been saying and you've been emphatic. You've stuck to your to your conviction here, which is that Clay is an up-and-down player. And, you know, he, he goes through slumps. Um, you know, and you're, again, you're one of the only people who thought that he would snap out of yeah, this. But um, the thing is he believes in himself. Yeah. I mean, come on, look at the fact that this guy is back playing at the level he's playing with the two injuries that he had is a miracle. It is it's incredible. a miracle to modern. It's a miracle to modern, modern, modern medicine. And it's a miracle. And that's a mere miracle for modern medicine. But it's a tribute to Clay Thompson and his desire to want to play and get himself back and go through the rehab he had to go through. And to play at this level. But I'm just saying, if somebody would look it up, I might be wrong. But I would think that you're going to see, I just, I just, my mind is still pretty sharp, that there's a lot of times he's scoring points and blah, blah, blah. And then he doesn't have a great game shooting. But then he's another one of these here. And even as great as Clay is, I mean, Clay has, I mean, the Clay with Steph. Steph has that happen. Look, he just went zero for eight. Well, that's what happens to most shooters, right? I mean, you that's can't... what happens. You know, you shoot. Yeah. You do. It's like you know, you shoot your way out of it. You got to believe in yourself. Yeah. You don't just all of a sudden, oh my God, I can't shoot anymore. No, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the same thing that's happened. What is so? So, what does Steph do after zero for eight? 
He comes back and he throws a dagger again. I mean, and shoots up fifty seconds. Come on, this is what this is what the game is about. This is what these two guys are about. I mean, it's they, incredible. They're, they're both very special players. They agreed. And Clay, the last four games has shot fifty percent from three. He's the team's right. leading scorer. Uh, you know, I did my research on Clay in terms of the starts to the season. I, I haven't done my research in terms of the entire body of work. I'm sure yeah. there is some sort of chart where you can see the like a line graph where it's like parabolic in terms right. of up and down. But, but in terms of Good the word. Start, I like that word, parabolic. Nice. <laughs> but there, in terms of uh, like starts to the season, he's never had one like this. This was by far the worst start he's ever yeah, had. No question. I you know I read that. People talked about it. Yeah. So he had a tough start. Yeah. And you know what? Even though he might not admit it, you know, not having the contract and doing stuff may have weighed on his mind. But, he, you know, he's a smart enough guy to know, hey, I can't let that impact the way I'm playing. So maybe yeah. his focus wasn't as good as it should have been, you know, and so he went through a tough stretch, but, you know, hopefully this is now the resurrection and, and he's back. Praise the Lord. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. What are, what are your thoughts on Trace Jackson Davis? I love this kid. I, I, I thought he was a huge reason why they won this last game. 13 rebounds, a, a, a plus 25 in the net rating, meaning when he was out there, the Warriors outscored the Celtics by 20 five points yeah, he's showing that he has an impact on the game you've i know you've been a big fan of his talking about it. he hasn't got a whole lot of opportunities but i read a good story about him about the comment he made about the people you're going to be sorry <laughs> you know, and that's the way listen i'm telling you that's the way i felt I when i didn't that. get picked number one and i, I love that it, and that was one specific team and in his case he had a bunch of he's got a bunch of teams that you know were could have had a, had a chance to get them and mine was only one, and so I, I I had a lot of big games against the Knicks because they didn't take me. Okay, so did you want again? Did you want that to be their? Did yes. you want to play? I grew oh. up. I grew up. In I know. Knicks. I know. I, I know. A, That's why I was a Knicks fan. I mean, what are you kidding? That's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. My, That's... In my backyard. So I never forgave him for that. I'm not a vindictive person, but I also have a good memory. Well, and, and so, it also motivated you, right? It made you a better well, player. Well, of course right? it motivated me, but it goes back to what I just said earlier in the show, and I was emphasizing everything in life happens for a reason. Right. It wasn't yep. meant for me to go there. You were meant to be a California kid, right? It was meant you for me meant to, to get out to California and yes, actually sir. live and yes, get away sir. from all the craziness, unless my wife calls it the East Coast Edge that you have. <laughs> it's, it's like survival of the freaking fittest, you know? I like the East Coast Edge, though. I, I feel like at least you're, you're not going to get – Passive aggressiveness. You're not going to get a phony approach. People just tell you how they feel, and then you move on, right? Well, the other thing, the other thing about it is, if you go back there, you don't let people take advantage of you. There you go. There you, you go. Stand up. You stand up for yourself. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes. I, I like I like that attitude. I know it's not for everyone. Some people. My wife doesn't like it at times, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Like when I go to New York City, man, people just they'll tell you'll know how someone feels, and I, I like knowing where I stand with someone else, you know, as opposed to, to some fake persona. I've been meaning to tell you, Cyrus. Oh, never mind. Go ahead, don't tell me. Tell, no, no I'm okay. joking. I'm oh. I'm going to tell you something about how I really feel. Never mind. So you brought up at the beginning of the show uh, your son, your youngest son, Canyon, who, speaking of time flies, when I was producing your show, and he you brought him one time for a visit. He was like a little kid. I still can't believe – I can't believe he's 30 now, um, yeah. or he's about to be 30. Uh, two questions for you. One, uh, is the girlfriend something serious? Like, are you going to – is she coming around yeah, for the holidays? Yeah. Seems, it's, it's, it's probably most serious I've ever seen him, for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. And and and, uh, and two, uh, tell the audience about his three-on th – his – his whole dream in pursuit of making the three on well, three. Well, obviously, it's not a matter of was a dream. His, his thing is that he just got very frustrated because he could never get a chance in the NBA. With Unfairly. The in with my the which I was amazing to me, the stats and stuff that he had to not even get a 10-day contract. And he just got, you know, well, this is crazy. I mean, it's like beating your head against the wall and you don't see a crack. Well, if there's no crack, you know, it's time to stop hitting your head against the damn wall. If it's cracking, yeah, maybe you keep working on it a little bit. Yeah, and so then he got he had the chance to go and do the three x three, and here's the thing about three x three, you have to know how to play, to play three x three well, okay, and and but it's so physical. Oh my God, it's so physical, incredible how physical it is, and but he committed to it and said, okay, he knew that I. My biggest disappointment in my career is never having made the Olympic team. And, you know, it was a big political thing there. My, the worst memory I have of basketball. Um, and 
he have a chance to become an Olympian? Having experience standing on a podium at the World Cup when they won it the first time, that's the only time, only gold medal the USA had never won before in basketball was the 3x3 World Cup. And he won that a few years back. Right. Uh, undefeated. He won that. Then he also won America, a couple of America Cup gold medals. They won. They just were in the Pan Am Games. He just won the gold medal. Came close to beating the number one team in the world, Serbia, in the World Cup recently. That, man, I don't know. They just they got a couple of horrible calls against him and also a shot by Jimmer Fredette. I don't know if I've seen a ball go further into the basket and still come out. And if that oh. ball, not, No, if that ball had not come out, they win. They beat Serbia in that one and get the gold medal. They wound up with silver. Yeah. So anyway, they played well enough to qualify. And so now when they had the Olympics in Tokyo, he was chosen on the Olympic qualifying team. But two days before they were going to go, he slipped on the court and hurt his back and he couldn't play. And they missed by one game getting in. But again, it all gets back to what I said again. I know I sound like a broken record, but this is another example of it. Everything in life happens for a reason. He didn't get the Olympic experience. What turns out? What? COVID and all, and it was maybe one of the worst Olympic experience could ever. You didn't even have an opening ceremony, which is like right. one of the biggest things, greatest things that you can experience. And he experienced that at the Pan Am Games. But still, to do that as an Olympian, and to, you're, you're once Olympian, always an Olympian. And so now it's worked out that he very well may have the chance to be an Olympian. And had the thing worked out for him with the NBA, you know, he would probably made a whole hell of a lot more money, but he never would have been had a chance to be an Olympian. Right. Is it going to be, you know, you're, you're obviously, if you follow basketball, people are aware of your progeny and the fact that not only are you one of the all-time greats, but you have five sons, all who have played at the professional level. Have you or any of your sons, though, been an Olympian? No, that's what I'm saying. Nobody has. Okay, I, so, came, I came close to doing it, but none of the other one have. Okay. And, uh, so that's cool. That is cool. So you're so the so Canyon, even though he and I think it's incredibly unfair he never got a shot in the NBA. When you look at the other players who are getting these ten day deals, it's absurd. But uh, he still might be the one representative of the Barry clan who right. comes home with an Olympic. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's well, he's already that's done something that. nobody else done. I mean, he had the, you know he's got a gold medal in the world with the World Championships, the World Cup, and three x three, and he's had the America Cup twice, and he's had the Pan Am Games. So he's had the gold medal and standing on that podium, and I have pictures of him, and I know how I felt. I play. I had a USA uniform on one time. We played an exhibition game against the Soviet Union at the time, and I remember when they played the national anthem because we won that national Good. anthem. The feeling that I had when that national anthem played. I mean, oh my God. I mean, that, I mean, never ever have I felt so patriotic as I did with that in that situation with that USA on my chest here in that national anthem play. Love it. And so, and then I have the photos of him. You could see the emotion he had when the World Cup, I wound up seeing some photos of him standing there with incredible eyes closed. I mean, you could just tell how proud he was. And to have that chance, well, he's had it four times, you know already with gold medals and once with a silver. I mean, and if he could go there and medal at the Olympics, I mean, my gosh, that would be just, just so great. He deserves it. He's a great kid. He's got a great job of L3 Harris, a big, big engineering firm that does a lot of, a uh, lot of government top secret work at all. And uh, they, they really like him there. And they've been so kind to him to allow him to do this tour with FIBA, with USA playing for the Miami team in the FIBA world tour, which just finished. And he, uh, yeah, he, he, he never could have done that if it weren't for the fact that his his work people there allowed him to do it, knowing that he's trying to go and represent the United States, and, and be, which he was representing the United States, and even in the Pan Am Games, to give him the freedom to be able to, you know, miss those days and adjust the schedule around it. So I'm so grateful to those people at L3 Harris for that. Hell yeah. And, and as with most things in life, politics come in, you got to be diplomatic sometimes. With the, with the men's Olympic team, um, we're like with the, the the regular basketball team, not three on three. We're likely going to see a roster that does not resemble what we saw with the FIBA Cup. Um, is that kind of politicking going to play into the three on three, or do you, or is the sense that the unit that's been playing together is the one that's going to represent the U.S.? I, I wish that were the case, the latter, uh, but it's not what they have. Uh, as they can make some changes and do things. Uh, if you've watched other Olympic things, I mean, in track and field, a lot of times in relay races, the guys don't run the relay, you know, in the qualifying stuff, and they save them for either the to go to the medal round or just to run even in right. the medal round. Right. So, 
but that's a little different because it's just a one-time thing with the trial and with the competitions we're taking. In order to get to the Olympics, they had to play their butts off and win, win comp, just finish well, get points and stuff to qualify for the Olympics because there's only eight teams mm-hmm. that are going to be in there. And so, you know, uh, and, and for those guys to bust their hump like that and to get it done and go on this grueling, I mean, this is grueling. I mean, the fly where you have to fly to fly the freaking Mongolia and get there on a Wednesday and have to play on Friday and, you know, time travel and difference and then play, you know, two games on Saturday and three games on Sunday to try to win, you know, a medal. I mean, it's it's not easy. I mean, it wasn't easy, but I'm saying all over the world, Middle East. He was just, he was in Jeddah, he's Doha, and Philippines. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, Serbia. I mean, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think the guys deserve to have it, but that's why I'm saying we're, we're you know, saying our prayers and praying that based upon the performance that he's had and the way that he's played. I mean, I think he did for Jimmer Fredette was picked as the player of the year in USA basketball, had a great season, won a bunch of MVPs at tournaments and what have you. Uh, one of the top three-point shooters there. But actually, I think for the world tour thing, I think that actually Canyon's three-point shot percentage was higher than Jimmer's. So that's a good thing as well. But yeah, so wow. I'm hoping it works out. That is good. Yep. Hey, hey, what, hey, what about, you talk about things, you know, what a what a comeback to play his first game back after out for 25 games with Ja did, wins, you know, hit the winning shot. I mean, hell, you just hope you can win a hit shot there. But, I mean, how dramatic is that? After 25 games, his team's been struggling, and he hits the winning shot and puts up some crazy numbers. That was pretty impressive. And hopefully, hopefully, now, now, hopefully, his, his, his deal was definitely deserved, and hopefully he's learned his lesson because he's, he's got three strikes. He's got two strikes. He's done if he does Big something time. stupid like that again. Big time. Well, I, what did you? Uh, what were your thoughts on the in-season tournament and what we're seeing after it? Because the two teams that made the final, the Lakers and the Pacers, uh, are both struggling, and they're both blaming the the extra energy and effort they had, they put into this in-season tournament. That's bullshit. The extra energy has nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? <laughs> it's the focus. Gotcha. So they're just the focus it's, kind of way. It's the focus. They're not focused. They were there with the thing to try to do something. They accomplished the NBA by doing it. They accomplished that. And the teams went after it. It was good. I think it was great. I hope they keep having it. But the thing is, now they're going to have to go and have the midseason tournament. <laughs> <laughs> because then you got an incentive to keep that focus going to win some more extra money, even though, you, hey, you don't have enough. I'm only making $8 million. I need another 500000 So the <laughs> So the bottom line is, is that it's about the focus, and this is what the problem. I think they're realizing it now. All of a sudden, they do it. They did have a drop off those teams. The focus wasn't all there. And I told you before, you can play hard, but if you're not focused, you're half a step late. If you're half a step late in basketball, you're screwed. Well, that that's what I feel like is going on with Wiggins. He looks like he's a half step slow on everything. I think it's a focus issue. I don't know what's going on with him, but have you ever seen a player his age with his skill set struggle this much? He's 28. Well, I mean, it's yeah. crazy what's going on. No, I don't well, know. The first part of the season, he definitely was struggling. I mean, um, you know, and he had his issues last year being out. And, and, you know, he still never was quite himself, although he was, you know, he, he surprised me that he played the way he did, but he was not himself. And so he hasn't really been himself. Those two games when he came off the bench were the best two games he's played in quite some time. Yeah. Okay. And so he's capable, obviously, of doing that. And what he has to do, he has to accept this role if that's what Steve decides to do. And he said that, and I just have to do with it. But he didn't say it with a great deal of enthusiasm. Okay? <laughs> just like Clay answered the questions, what are you going to do, bench me, bench us? I mean, you know, what well, you yeah, you know what? hey, Clay, yeah, that's what he's going to do. And he benched one of you. <laughs> I, I, Clay would have been benched if he didn't turn around as well. It's so good to see him. We're seeing where it's it's so nice we're seeing the old clay, but the Wiggins no, no, thing. I'm happy, happy for him. I mean, I yeah. but I, I mean I wasn't worried about him. I mean, I really wasn't worried about him. You know, I now Wiggs Wiggs know him as well as Clay and been around as long, and being what he went through last year, and he's never. You know, I think those two games were the first time he showed really himself again, the way he was prior to you know leaving for his personal reasons. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll get it together. Although then, you know, then he had a, then he laid an egg in the next game after those first two and didn't do well at all. But it paid but, off because, because, because this time Kerr stuck with Kaminga and, and we, we were, we got a chance to see what happens when Kaminga plays extensive minutes. 
and the result is he can play. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm it worked out as you as you said with your, with your broken comment speech. And by the way, it, it, or your broken record speech. And if there's if you're going to be a broken record about anything, be it about that because you're absolutely right. Things. Yeah. Well, I just I can't. I'm just I'm just hoping that he just he'll buy into it if that's what Steve decides to do, and if they can continue to play well, then you know, live with it and accept it and say, hey, this is working. This is cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and the other thing about it is for him, I mean, the kind of money they're paying and everything, you fill that role, that can extend your career at least another year or two, maybe, because you're not beating yourself up and playing as many crazy minutes. And that's why, you know, some of these guys accept that. Okay, try to win. That's all it's about now. You got enough money, but you can even make even more money by doing that because you're not going to get beat up playing crazy minutes. You might be able to play a year or two more if you're able to go out and perform at a level that's needed for you to accept that role of coming off the bench. Agreed. 100% with you. Did you see um, uh, uh, Becky Hammonds, the former assistant coach uh, for Popovich in San Antonio? Uh, she came out and, and answered a question about whether or not uh, Jalen Brunson, the point guard for the Knicks, whether he's enough for the Knicks to lead them to the to glory, to a championship. Her response was, you can't have your 1A player, your best player, be a small player like Jalen Brunson. The only exception to that, to that was Stephen Curry. Do you agree with that sentiment? Well, that means that it can be done, <laughs> right? Yeah. Obviously, obviously it can be done. It just depends upon who his supporting cast is. Yeah. It's a team. You know, what I would say is that, and I said it when that happened, because the NBA copy stuff, when Spud Webb came in and Muggsy Bogues and those guys, I said, I am telling you right now, there's no way that any team in the NBA is going to win an NBA championship if their starting point guard is one of those guys. <laughs> somebody, or somebody, no, not against them. Anything against them, they were terrific at what they did. But as a starting point guard, no, no, there's no way. And of course, they realized that was the case. You know, they even realized that it's hard because of the quality of play and the size of guys. They couldn't even get away with it after a while. You know, teams adjusted to it. Like I couldn't believe myself when they would go in a game, how the other team didn't just post them up every single time and just brutalize them. <laughs> You know, I remember one game when Brett was playing. I forget which team he was on at the time. And Muggsy comes into the game. And he's guarding him. Why would the hell? Brett is a great post-up. can pass the ball, shoot the ball. Why would the hell would you not post up a six-foot-six guy with a wingspan that's super ridiculous against a five-foot-something guy? Exactly. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? In fact, the one thing about Don Nelson that he did that I thought was cool was that even though it wasn't like the big mismatch, but sometimes if you got a guy and he can take advantage of it, Baron Davis of the Warriors is a great post-up player. Yes, he is. He was Absolutely. strong. He had some size. And I I had a kid that played some guys that played for me that was six foot three, and I'd post him up all the time because he was a beast in the post. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a seven-footer to go get post play, folks. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Oh, man. Rick, an hour flies by like nothing every time we do this, in my humble opinion. Yeah, well, it's it, I, we haven't talked in a while. There's a lot of things happening and going on you know, in the league. And, and to me, the biggest thing is that there's you know, so many surprises as to the teams that are up at the top of the list as far as in their divisions and all. I mean, you know, what you know, Minnesota, what they're doing and what, uh, what the Orlando Magic are doing. And then the fact that the fact that some of the other teams are as bad as they are. I mean, you know, two wins Detroit. I mean, they've got, they've got a multitude of injuries there and all, but, yeah. you know, two and three wins only in 20-something games. I mean, that's, man, that's, that's painful. That's You're right. Painful. You're right. Painful. Has Brent had any fun stories? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how often you, you speak with him, but, like, has he had any stories about Wimbanyamics? I know, obviously, he works for the Spurs. I know, I know uh, he's more I on the G League know, side, I but... Would. I wouldn't bring stuff up and talk about business and that's his business. That's his life and doing stuff. Fair. That's fair. I would never, I would never say anything that he said and all because people could take it and run and say something and take it out of context. And blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to talk about what's happening with my son. I, that is true. I learned that even trying to be nice when some other things went on in his life and also just keep your big mouth shut. Rick, and <laughs> do what he does. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't asking you about dirt. I was asking more so just, no, I'm talking about dirt. I mean, the things yeah. that are happening. Yeah. But the thing is, if I said that, Suppose they said, well, he doesn't, I mean, I'm certainly not going to tell you if you said, well, I don't think the guy's a big stiff. I don't think, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was Doug Moe's favorite thing. Oh, he's a stiff. Uh, no, so he wouldn't say that. But I'll tell you what, I, what I saw was a perfect example of what's going to happen. They could do that a number of years down the road. They showed the other day when Milwaukee was playing, they showed Giannis when he first came in the league, a picture of him and the picture of him now. I mean, it's like a different body they have Completely. on him. Okay? Completely, They yes. turned him into a beast, okay? 
He looked now, totally different. I don't, right. if, I, I don't know. I don't know if Wemby's as, as wide as as uh, as Giannis. I don't think he is, but he's going to be a much bigger, stronger, more powerful guy in a few seasons. Okay, and he's already done a number of things, throwing up some really nice numbers and 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 doing some some good. And you know, I don't think they're trying to rush him along. And he's going to be a factor for many years to come if he stays healthy. Just you can trust me on that one. That's like a lock. I mean, <laughs> not, I don't think I don't know how dominant he'll become. You know, that remains to be seen. Uh, I personally would be working on him as low post game for sure. And they do that. They put him down in the post a lot and make sure, like, I never could understand why Dirk Nowitzki, they wouldn't have him turn into, because he was having such mismatch size-wise. Yeah. Why would you not take advantage of that? I just don't understand that. Well, that, that, I, I, one, I think one of the principles, they... hey, one of the principles of every sport is what, what do you do when you play an opponent in a team sport? Well, Even in an individual sport, you would, if it's a, it's one if you're playing against somebody in the same sport, not you know, not, I'm not you know boxing, whatever it may be, you exploit the weaknesses of yeah. your opponent. Mm-hmm. And so, if he's got a size advantage and is great in the post, he can throw over people, do whatever. Why would you not post him up against this? If you got a small guy on him, immediately as soon as you see it, they match up. If he's got a small guy, whatever the hell you were thinking of running, screw it. You go immediately to the offense that you have when he has a mismatch. Well, and that, and that in my opinion, is how the, we believe Warriors in 07 beat the Mavericks. I, I don't think Dirk was ready to, to carry his team because he hadn't developed that side of his game yet. He wasn't, I don't know if it was toughness. I don't well, know. He never, he, but he never did. You don't think even by the time he, they, they were a championship team? I don't think, I don't think they actually took him. And, uh, do you ever, how many times you watch and see where they posted him up against? Yeah, it wasn't much. It wasn't much. You're right. That, it wasn't often. I mean, it I wouldn't do that until they found a way to stop him. <laughs> I mean, come on. Basketball is not that complicated. It's no. not like football where you got 11 guys out there. You got to figure out where they're going, what they're doing, who's blocking who, which way you're blocking. No, basketball is not that complicated. I mean, it's generally it's a game generally, and this is why the Warriors are so good. It's one, it's usually one on one, two on two, or three on three situations. However, if you do that and you run what was the old fashioned school, it got so much credit because it was an old fashioned guy that did it, Tex Winters with the Bulls and Phil Jackson and all. It's it's you know the triangle offense, the simple fundamental basketball from the Stone Ages. Okay, but they ran it really well. They did it, but they had the luxury of giving the ball to Michael Jordan with five seconds to go if they didn't get a shot. Okay, so that's, that's, I made that so effective. Okay, but the thing is, is what the Warriors did and the success that they've had. Yes, they do that, and they would go, but they didn't. They didn't do a lot of the one-on-one stuff. They did a lot more when they had Kevin, Kevin, you know, Kevin Durant. But right. they didn't do all the one-on-one stuff so much. They did do a lot of two-man stuff. They did have three-man plays. But what they did that was cool is the movement of the whole team, where a lot of times it would be five, six, seven passes, and so it really put the responsibility and the onus on the defense to have to make multiple decisions defensively. And so I always remember my dad, semi-pro player or coach, son, the more decisions you force the defense to make, the more the likelihood they'll make a mistake. And if you understand the game, you will capitalize on those mistakes. And this is what the Warriors did to perfection at times. And it's just the way you play the game. It's so much more fun to play. It's so much more fun to watch. Absolutely. That is such simple yet incredibly sound advice. It, it, it really is. It, it, well, yeah. the Warriors when they had when they had Kevin Durant when they got in trouble. Hey, it works great if he's on his game and hey, you know he had a lot of really great games. But a lot of times they get caught in the rut of just letting him go one on one. Well, if he's having an off night, that's going to cause a problem for the team. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. The Warriors, by the way, this season are seventh in the NBA in assists. That's a category they're usually always. Yeah, that's usually they're way up high, you know, yeah. doing that. But one of the reasons that is you've got, you know, a bunch of guys that are not shooting the ball well. Right. They're not making the shot. Yeah, they're, the not making, they're not making it. You know, there would be right. assists, but unfortunately I mean, the, the ball's not going in the basket. Right. So, the seventh is still good, but I hear what you're saying. It, it, it would be yeah, even, but even, even as Even as poorly as all that stuff's going, they're still seventh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm absolutely with you. Um Rick, always a pleasure, sir. I, yeah, I well, I just certainly them. wish everybody uh, all all the best for the rest of the holiday season. Merry Christmas, uh, Hans, whatever your Kwanzaa, if you're whatever you're celebrating, you know, all the best, and especially for the new year, may it be healthy uh, and prosperous. It's and that's your number, most- Rick, twenty four. Yeah, this I'm your really year. Looking, no, I'm no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to make it a special year because of being number twenty four. Yeah. Uh, 
And there's just a lot of things going on that I'm going to be trying to uh, trying to accomplish and do to just make it a very special uh, a special year. And I think you always have to have goals in life. And I've got a bunch of goals I've set for myself. And and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited, looking forward to it. And again, for everybody, the number one thing always should be good health because I have friends that are suffering and struggling through things. And some of the people I know, I mean, they've got more money than they can know what to do with, but they're not healthy and they can't enjoy their life. And That's I just really recommend to everybody out there for, as the new year's coming on to make a resolution for yourself. If you have an opportunity to do something special in your life, don't put it off. If you can afford to do it and you have the time to do it, do it. Life is too short. Life is too precious. And don't pass up on those opportunities that you, whether it's individual or you with your partner, have an opportunity to do something super special and you have your health by God, do it. That is sound advice, sir. And people can follow you on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. I'm on threads. You can follow me there at Dog Wild. Rick, this is always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. Good to see you again. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.